Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Uh, Going to be here for the next couple of hours. J. Martin Ramon, get it rolling every day. And then Buck, and then Buck hands the baton to us, and we hand it to 3HL. So we just try to keep you entertained all day. Uh, some good Titans news effect for this thing. I don't know what it would be, but he's in the thing where you're you're not off of IR, but but he's not he's not on the team yet. But he's he's not on he's on IR, but he could leave IR, but he can practice, and he couldn't practice until today. But now he's in the twenty one day to return window. I, Lucas, I don't know what we got for that, but if we could find the Titans have had so many people injured, I feel like we need sound effects for everything. What was that? I'm just spitballing here. That sounded like pages. <laughs> Oh, 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 I like That's that. Nice. I like that. Anytime someone's designated off IR. Oh, okay. Hey, you get you're your only doing that for our show, right? There's a little. I don't use either of these enough on any show. There's there's a smorgasbord oh, okay. here of, yeah, I like of that. sound effects. What was that? <laughs> what was that? It's labeled uh, tada. Tada. T a d a. Okay. Well, tada. Christian Fulton in the twenty. Thank you. We're good. Uh, keep, the, keep interrupting. Da-da, da-da. Yeah, he, I think he likes pressing the button now. Uh, Christian Fulton. <laughs> that would be me. 21-day return window from injured reserve. That That's a good thing. Uh, the Titans have just had everybody but uh, Blaine Bishop and Lucas and me oh. suit up at, at cornerback for them. Uh, oh, I'd take and, that check for half a season. Yeah, that was, yeah Josh Reynolds, uh, he's getting only 500 left. Oh, I, I'm good to go with that. I'll take that at this point. You got Breon, your guy Breon Borders got got way. Oh, I am thoroughly hurt, I, and I'm you know I I really like it. I know because I said he shouldn't be the, the guy. He's a role player, and I like him in that role. Here's what he should do, and they should do. The Titans, because actually this got to do with them. Okay, he should be moved to be the backup behind Kevin Byard. That, my friend, is where he should be, because his ball skills from playing corner will translate. And he's got some physicality to him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's where he should really be. Uh, when I was talking about his tight hips and everything else, I guess, last season. And you're not just saying this today. You yeah. go way back, back saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know I, I like his skill set. In a crunch, he could play corner. Uh, but I really like him at the, at the free safety spot. Uh, but they, they have never, he's never even played that here. I'm just saying, when you look at his skills, that's where he should be. And he would be very comfortable, especially behind a stud like uh, – uh, Byard, if he missed a game, you know, maybe a game or had to come out uh, for a series or two, if he, like, ankle or something, knock on wood, yeah, that, that's the guy. I know we got, uh, what's the uh, number 21, Farley, another Farley. Yep, Matthias Farley. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's battered up. How difficult would it be at this point in his career, because he's on street right now, and he'll probably get back on the Titans practice squad or something. It could be. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody's told me anything, but he got waved off the roster today. He and Josh Reynolds, who there's a report from one of the NFL net got work guys that Josh Reynolds said, hey, will you cut me loose, and they did him the favor. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult would it be for Borders to get with you or just somebody who could say, let me show you how to play safety? How difficult? Well, I don't. I, don't, I think the coaching staff could do all that. I, I think uh, – for him and his skill set, he's used to playing in space, so that would benefit him a lot, you know, playing at safety, just understanding angles, how you go about making your tackles. He's got physicality. Uh, I don't think it would be very hard for him at all. That's why I say that. I think he has the right skill set. He will be in his comfort zone, and that's where I like to have my players. And when I say that, I'm talking about all his skills. He will never be stressed at this position. He will be like, 
I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like him there, especially in a backup role. Uh, in a crunch if he had to start, yeah. Because there's no, he has the speed. He's just a notch, not fast enough. He's just a little too tight in the hips to be a corner. All, all those things benefit him at safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think it would take long at all. We've seen a very prominent Titan for a number of years. Logan Ryan moved to the New York mm-hmm. Giants, and heck, I watched him play safety the other night. He was out there doing Logan Ryan stuff at safety. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He could be a guy that has a skill set to cover. Mm-hmm. That's those covering skills will still come into play. So, yeah, I mean, and he would adapt to the plays pretty quickly because he already knows the plays. Now he just got to know it playing that position. For him, to me, already have uh, recognition of, uh, you know, the the plays here, I don't think it'll be too hard for him. It, it, it will be a lot harder for some, but not for him. I, I just think that he fits that. Mm-hmm. And and if you listen to the show or listen to pre- and post-game, you've said that about him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even when he had the good day at corner, and I said, right. uh-oh, somebody's going to scout him out, and they're going to see his weaknesses, and they're going to figure out that he can't stop and turn, and he's just a smith. The reason why I say all these things, that's exactly who I was, mm-hmm. and that's why I had to move to safety. That right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not trying to downgrade him at all. Oh, I no, actually no. like him yeah. as a player. He still was making plays at corner, but once they start usurping him and putting other people over him, yeah. which was Jones and... Uh, who was the kid? Uh, Maben. Maben. Mm-hmm. Then you knew, uh-oh, you're in trouble. No different than Josh Reynolds, who they released as well. Mm-hmm. They, 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 he got jumped by, let's say, uh, Rodgers, uh, Marcus Johnson. Uh, and when he was finally healthy, I think it was already too late. The, the team had already made their decision on where they're going. And the other guy, too, that jumped him, NWI, Nick Westbrook-Aquino. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the main one right yeah. there. Yeah, that that's the main one because he was a free agent. Uh, even though he was here the year before, I would say that's the one that it became pretty clear. And, you know, to his credit, I don't, I don't think he was a malcontent type guy. I think he's like, hey, you guys don't need me. I was already thought I was going to be a two. I ended up becoming a three. I think he was cool with that. Yeah. You're in the Hall of Famer. Everybody knows who Julio Jones is. You know you're not better than him. Don't be, <laughs> don't be acting like you are. Right. And I don't think he was. No. I think he thought, okay, but after that, if I'm healthy, I got to be out there. And he wasn't. And you can tell where they were going. So, hey, I'm sure they said, hey, man, we wish you the best of luck. Wish it would have worked out, but no, no can do. So hopefully it works out for him. He obviously has a skill set. He has some production there with the uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he can play in this league. He just has to admit that he's probably more 3-4 guy. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm talking about depth on the depth chart. Yeah, Reynolds was inactive against the Rams on Sunday, kind of the final straw, final really. straw right mm-hmm. there. Caught 10 balls for 90 yards. Borders played just nine defensive snaps in the last three games, and all nine of them came versus Indy. So it was zero, then it was nine versus Indy, and then it was zero again against the Rams. Uh, A couple interesting things, though. Uh, The practice squad quarterback, Barkley, who we kind of liked around here, that dude's on the Panthers now. He was unprotected and signed by the Panthers, so he is on their active roster. Yeah, I was stunned. This, like, happened, like, uh, right after we got off the air or an hour after we got off the air. Like it always does. Yeah, and I, and I go, what? I was just assuming that they protect them every week. But did they protect anybody? Yeah, you can protect a couple of guys, you I guess. You can protect four. Oh, you can protect four guys each week, so. I, I, and I just don't know how you're going to not, like. How he okay. would be protected every we're, week. We're, right. We're, we're going to have game balls. And I'm going to give a game ball to an offensive lineman. not going to tell you who. But I'm sure you can guess. Just because of what he had to deal with and going out there and, and doing an okay, even though he got six pressures. Right. But guess what? If he, if just imagine if he was invisible, he would have got a, there would have been a whole bunch of pressures. 
because they had no other option. Lamb wasn't dressed. Lawan was dressed in emergency. That's why he had to dress. So he did a, a decent job. Well, if your quarterback is not alive, then you have no quarterback and you got to play with a backup. And so this one here, man, I, this one baffles me uh, because you're low. I mean, man, if Tannehill gets nicked up, now you talking about the fans were in the panic. I had no panic when the King went down. He's a running back. We just won't have an elite one. There are no other Kings out there. So you got to move forward. But the quarterback, oh, that would be a different story. Yeah, it would be a different yeah. story, especially with someone who I don't think Woodside, as much as I want him to do well, and I think he can, I don't think he started ever a, a, a game for the Titans in a regular season. If I, can, I can't recall. No, he he might have got in the game at the end maybe or maybe the kneel down and stuff like that, but nothing of significance. So I – that would be concerning that you, you let a veteran guy who you know what you get, not to say even he was better than Woodside, right? but you may put Woodside at the first. But if it didn't work out, you knew you had a veteran who, who can get it done and hold the fort mm-hmm. in Barkley. Now, at times, in the preseason, for what it's worth, I thought they came out even. Mm-hmm. And Barkley got here late. Right. It wasn't like he got here from the beginning all the way and had a true competition. At first, initially... I thought Barkley looked better. Then the next game, Woodside turned it up, and he rose to the occasion for competition. And then now I thought, okay, we can go either way. Uh-huh. I thought Barkley threw some throws, though, that I go, uh-oh. I don't know if Woodside can make those throws. That went in the end zone to and our he, man, Kenzie. he would make those throws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm about to cut it loose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, so that, that's, this, is a, this is a mind-blowing one. This one here. Yeah, you you got to protect the quarterback. Oh, hey. What do, what do I know? Kevin Hogan is your due practice squad quarterback. Ooh. Kevin Hogan. Ooh, that. Ladies and gentlemen. That's the dude from Stanford, right? Big dude. Yeah. Stanford. Former fifth-round pick by the Chiefs. Been around on a few teams. Played some for the Browns for a couple of years. Oh, that's when the Titans played. He played, I think, in that game. No, that, was, that was the other guy that oh, you and me liked. I keep getting messed up. With. No, no. They've had so many quarterbacks for the Browns. They had the other little dude that you and me liked, and this is not him. Because I looked. Yeah, Hogan's the big Hogan, kid from Stanford. Hogan didn't play against the Titans. He was active and on the roster, but it was. Yeah, the other guy that I liked is not even in the league. No. Oh, uh, they, uh, oh. This was like we'll five get our years ago. Track research staff on it. <laughs> yes, where he came out and the Titans beat him, but he kept him competitive till the oh, end. Oh, my gosh. I was no, like, whoa. Was, yeah. Hey, maybe we should. Remember, because I, I kept on saying the Titans should pick him up yes. after that because the next year came around. And I go, hey, we need a backup. Why not pick up that guy? Then we said it again the next year. Yep. Everybody yeah. else must have knew something we didn't know. Like, Blaine didn't know what he talking about because no, nobody never, picked him up. Never, nobody. And now we don't remember his name. That, that's why I don't like when people say, if he got him off the street, it's no good. Because right. that's not always true. And that's not always the case. Uh, sometimes it's timing. Being in the right place is opportunity. Uh I wouldn't be shocked if Reynolds, even if he went to the Rams and was their third wide receiver or fourth guy, and he made some plays and looked productive. Oh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Call it 500 yards. I, I wouldn't worth be the shocked. There, or, or no different than at a high level, OBJ. Oh, he's washed up. He had done it in three. Well, he was injured almost all of last. He tore his ACL. Yeah. So that was one year down the drain. He wasn't going to have production. Uh, him and Baker just never kind of fit. He trying to low key. Keep his personality and emotions out of the way. He wasn't causing a fit. And then it still didn't work out. They weren't throwing him the ball. So he goes, hey, I need to go. Uh, so you just never know. Sometimes another place of scenery 
is good for certain players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, didn't Ryan anybody? Tannehill. Right, Ryan Tannehill. That's a <laughs> perfect example because yeah. this is what I use on another radio show. That right there. Yeah. Yeah. See, he's a prime example of it. The, people with the Miami Dolphins who cover them, they laugh at me when I go in there and say Tannehill's the real deal. This guy can make every throw. They like he's horrible, and they laugh at me. They laugh. I go on them every year, or every year we play the Dolphins. We right. play them this year. Mm-hmm. Do we? No. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So I'll be going, going on there, there again. again. Yeah, well, and one of them's a former player. So it's just like he was horrible. I said, well, man, you go back and look at the stats. He wasn't horrible. That's not true. Uh, maybe he had some up and down. He was inconsistent. But, man, what about his coach, Adam Gase? Mm-hmm. Adam Gase can't coach unless it's Peyton Manning on the field. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I think we found out he's not the guru. The guru is the guy in the Hall of Fame with the yellow jacket, Peyton Manning. That's right. Uh, we got a guru coming up next from Pro Football Focus. Eric Eager set to join us. We got lots of Titans questions. He always has lots of Titan answers. Uh, the other guy that the Titans picked up just on the way out today, Chris Rowland on the practice squad, the wide Ooh, receiver. Ooh, from Ravenwood. And TSU. So yes. that local guy gets a shot yeah. with the Titans. By the way, returned a couple of kicks for that the Falcons dude. last year. They need help at kick returner. Maybe. Oh, this dude's built like a, a rock. He He's muscles all over the place. And fast and twitch muscles uh-huh. and all those yep. kind of muscles. Oh, three. All right, Easy all day. We will not talk muscles with Eric Eager, but we will talk to him next. Pro Football Focus, Blaine and Mickey Wednesday. Be fast. <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. I uh, appreciate John on Twitter for pulling this. Cody Kessler. That's, oh, that's, that's him. the former Browns and Jags backup. We were trying what? to remember. Man. Lucas, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> we just, you just have to remember this, Lucas. If you ever hear us struggling, just yell out the name Cody Kessler. We'll be fine. Uh, and then we'll all be I, I will not I remember no it again. Cody Kessler went I'm going to forget it again. Uh, Eric Eager joins us now from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. What is the lifetime PFF grade for Cody Kessler? And what is his grade against the <laughs> Titans? Because I'm sure it's much higher. Can you just pull that off the cuff? <laughs> Cody Kessler. He said, who is that? Uh, Actually, there were people who liked Cody Kessler coming out. Uh, When I pulled up his data, it says there are no snaps for 2021. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, none for 2020 either. Yeah, well, he's not in the league. And I I thought he did a good job versus the Titans when he was with the Browns, as well as the Jaguars, too. That just randomly uh, came up, but that is not what we – uh, have you on for today? <laughs> no, it's not. Well, Matt Barkley got snatched away by the Panthers, so Logan yeah. Woodside is a Titans backup. Eric, we just don't know much about him. You know, it's hard to really project what he would do, and so then we get winsome about, you know, who might be the backup or who could they have had, and for some reason, that dude's name always comes up around here, even today when we couldn't remember it and someone yeah. had to tweet it to M- us. Meanwhile, we had Hogan come up, so did he play in 2020? Hogan? From uh, Stanford? Uh, do you know? Yeah, Kevin Hogan former- is the... Is the next next From Stanford game. draft pick? Yep, former Kevin Chiefs. Hogan. Yes, sir. Former fifth round pick by yeah, the he Chiefs. He played. He played no snaps. He was on the Bengals last year, though. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, it's enough backup quarterback talk. Uh, Derrick Henry goes down with an injury. What did you think? Okay, I'm the Titans. What do I do? And then, how did that line up with what you saw in Los Angeles on Sunday night? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, I think, you know, they just went out, started Adrian Peterson, gave him 10 carries. Uh, he did score a touchdown. 
Uh, he forced a missed tackle. Uh, there wasn't a lot of blocking, so he averaged 2.1 yards per carry. He averaged two yards a carry after contact. So uh, by my math, that's one-tenth of a yard per carry before contact. So not necessarily the greatest there. Um, you know, I think that that was a tough defense to go up against in the first game without Henry. Um, and, and luckily for the Titans, their defense played fantastic football on the other side. Um you know, I think over time they're probably going to lean into A.J. Brown and Julio Jones a lot more. Um, but for the most part, on Sunday night, it looked like they ran their offense normally. It just didn't have the the horse back there running with the football. Do you think this team is equipped to keep winning even in the postseason if Derrick Henry never comes back this year? Well, they're, cert- they're certainly going to have an easier road than most teams, right? So uh, on our website, pff.com, we have uh, our simulation. We have the Titans with a 14% chance to win the Super Bowl, which is the second highest. And, and the reason for that is <laughs> the Titans have an inside shot at the one seed. They have the 32nd easiest schedule or hardest schedule in football, meaning the easiest schedule in football. So, you know, yeah, it, it's a lot harder to win the Super Bowl without Derrick Henry, but it's a lot easier to win the Super Bowl when you have the one seed and you don't have to play in the first round of the playoffs. So those are the two competing things there. I think, I don't know. I, I, I think over time they'll, they'll learn to evolve the offense to be more of an A.J. Brown offense and more of a Julio Jones offense. And if that's the case, I think they'll be fine. Eric Eager, uh, bringing the knowledge here at PFF underscore Eric. He is the PFF VP of R&D. wonder if he's also on the PTA. all initials thanks eric eager for all that information there with initials pff is the only one we worry about though thanks mickey but you know uh eric i have to ask you how do you guys go about your evaluation of quarterbacks and the reason why i want to see where you guys have Tannehill at this point in time so i can come back to you later down the road and see where he's at as this offense evolves and starts throwing a, maybe a little more than they do running? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, essentially what we do, and, and like I, I like this sh- to, to explain by examples, like, you know, the Tannehill didn't have a great game Sunday. For no, sure. he did not. Um, but he also was not helped a lot by the wide receivers, right? You had two big drops by, uh, uh, by A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Those pass plays, we give the quarterback a positive grade. Right. So even though he was just 19 and 27, 5.3 yards per attempt, um, you know, we still gave him a 78 passing grade because, you know, he had to deal with the two drops. You you add the two drops to the equation and all of a sudden he's 21 to 27 for like 200 yards Mm -hmm. and and possibly a touchdown. So, you know, that that's kind of how we do it. And and we have Tannehill grading really well. I mean, that offense is not necessarily asking as much of the quarterback as some of the harder offenses are. But Tannehill is an accurate player, 66% completion. Um, You know, he he runs the ball really well as well, including the touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also had a re-keep play that was fairly good as well. Um, He does a lot of good things. Um, And, and, you know, I I think the chief among them, he he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He only has seven turnover-worthy plays all year, uh, despite the fact that he has eight interceptions. I mean – there's some drops in there. There's some unlucky plays in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was asking, where do you have him rank in totality in the National Football League? Is he in the top 15? 
And I know you just that's why I wanted you to tell us the parameters. And he doesn't have to be an elite quarterback until now they're going to have to start asking him, maybe do a little bit more in the passing game. And that's on the receivers, too, as well, and the offensive coordinator, uh, besides the offensive line blocking. So where do you have him ranked? Yeah, so so far this year, he's been a top 10 guy. Okay, um, cool. If you, yep, if you want um, – so where I have him, you know, kind of like I do this thing for our betting models, basically saying if you take Tannehill off the team and put in a, a practice squad guy, how many points is he worth? I think Tannehill is probably worth about four and a half points. Um, that's 14, right? So he's kind of in a cluster with Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and him, Joe Burrow, are kind of all in that in, in that sort of space of good quarterbacks, but not necessarily elite guys. Yeah. Um, our grades are more of a reflection of how a guy is played, um, more so than it is like a, here's how good he is. You know what I mean? Like, I think those are two different things. And I think the Titans so far – have sort of made sure that the conditions are such that Ryan Tannehill plays well. Um, you know, whereas offenses like Kansas City's, for example, and, and you guys saw this when, when you when Tennessee whooped up on the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense isn't designed to make Patrick Mahomes look great. It's designed to to it's is designed to need Patrick Mahomes to be great. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like it's a little bit different there. Yeah, the pressures of riding your quarterback and then just managing the offense. Really well with Eric Eager with the PFF. Now take that same philosophy and take me down the road of who are your top three quarterbacks for MVP of this season thus far. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I think you have to go, and, and obviously two different styles of play here, but I think the top two have to be Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, if he continues to play the way he is, he will win MVP. Uh. They have the sixth hardest schedule in the NFL moving forward. Um, and, you know, if they win the division, get a bye, all that stuff, Lamar will have had to play really well. The defense is worse. The defense for the Ravens is tied with the Chiefs for the most yards per play allowed. So they're, Lamar is carrying that entire team on his back um, and, and playing really well. He, he's had his moments. The first half of the Vikings game wasn't great, but he's been fantastic. Brady's the same. Brady has 25 touchdown passes already. Um, but the Bucks have the 30th hardest schedule the rest of the way. So he's not going to be playing in those primetime games as much. He's not going to be playing in high leverage games as much. So maybe, uh, you know, the voters will forget about him a little bit more. Um, and then obviously I think Kyler Murray is third. Um, you know, the, the uh, Arizona Cardinals are favorites to win that division for the first time since 2015. Murray's playing fantastic. I think the one obvious uh, chip there is when he was out, Colt McCoy looked great, you know, and and, um, and Murray has never been a guy that's played all that well injured. He's, he's tough. You know, he plays through it. He's not he's not a wuss or anything, but he doesn't play that well injured, if that makes sense. So uh, I'd be wor- I, I'm glad that the Cardinals sat him um, before, you know, last year they, they waited a while before they sat him and he was not effective. I'm glad that they sat him. I'm glad they got a backup who can play. Um, and I hope he finishes the season strong because he's been fantastic so far this year. Mm. Well, with all that being said, then, with the MVPs locked up uh, so far in the year, who do you guys have as the Super Bowl representatives for the NFC and the AFC? Yeah, so the, the most probable team to make the NFC Super Bowl is Tampa Bay mm. and with 30% of the time, and the most probable team to make the AFC uh, is your Tennessee Titans at 28%. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> people just had to pull the car over in this market. Oh, Watch man. out. Mm, mm. And, <laughs> wow, that I was think, pretty basic. I, I, was, uh, I was a little surprised that you said that. Who, who's second? 
for the AFC? Well, I, you guys have a great path. Second is Buffalo with 16%, but guess what you guys have over Buffalo? You have the head-to-head, yeah, right? If you finish uh-huh. with the same record, you're getting a bye. You get to pass over the first round of the playoffs. And you saw it last year. The Buffalo was the two seed in round one of the playoffs. They, they only beat Indianapolis, the seventh seed, by two or three or whatever. It was like a field goal game. Um, getting a bye is a fantastic thing um, for a team. Uh, and the Titans have the inside track there, like I said. You know, they played the Colts twice. The Colts are the t- toughest team in that division. Mm-hmm. You know, they get games with Jacksonville and Tennessee, or sorry, Jacksonville and Houston coming up. Um, they also, you know, have played the fifth hardest schedule to date. I mean, when you talk about the last four games, they've been, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and L.A. Rams. It doesn't get much harder than that. And they've gone, you know, swept those games. Um, they get the New Orleans Saints this week on a you know they get lucky right i mean new orleans without Jameis is a lot easier of a task and possibly without camara than it is with those two guys in there well i'm with eric eager with pff eric where do you guys have uh kevin byard among nfl safeties because our, our eyeballs sure tell us that he's playing well yeah he had uh i think i saw this um this tweet saying he had like a, a 90 grade last week let me let me pull up where he's at yeah, he's the, the highest-graded safety in the NFL, 91.0. Uh, the the only safety with more than 200 snaps who has a grade above 90. He's been fantastic. Um, you know, when you look at, he's only missed three tackles all year. Um, opponents have tested him in coverage 25 times. He's picked up five of them. Uh, that, that's pretty uh, outrageous. Um, he has five pass breakups, too. He has, he's only given up two touchdowns uh, into his coverage and only one penalty. So there's not a whole lot. I mean, and that was the thing, right? When you looked at this Titans defense going into the year, I think most of us looked at them in 2020 and said, yeah, this is a great offense for the defense. I mean, the only reason the Titans won the division is because they had the ball last against Houston in, in week 17, right? That was because yeah. you know, they weren't stopping anybody. Um, but you see maturation with Jeffrey Simmons and, and uh, Harold Landry and Danico Autry. You see good linebacker play. And even though you've had injuries and defections at corner, uh, good safety play can make up for it. And I think Bayard's, you know, chief among them. Well, I got Blaine Bishop sitting here next to me. He wants to know who has the highest rated duo of safeties in the NFL. If Bayard's number one on his own, who's got the top yeah. two? Well, it's tight. The Monty Hookers is, uh, depending upon how you, you know, he's basically second or third, depending upon if you, who you count uh, as the safety there. He is an 86.5 grade. Um, he has only 247 snaps. Yeah, um, so, so he's been really good. You know, basically everybody that's played safety for the Titans this year uh, ha- has played good football. But, but yeah, that's that's you know, and again, like I said, I mean, you don't even have Caleb Farley. Uh, you know, has missed most of the year. You obviously lost to Dory Jackson. Christian Fulton looks like he's coming off of IR. Things could get even better for the Titans. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, one group that have been hurt by injuries, just like seemingly every position group on the Titans, the offensive line. Certainly, they could stand to get things going. Tannehill's been sacked a lot. What have you seen with the Titans' old line? Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, it, it really <laughs> did have a hard time. And you know, when you look at opponents, right? It's it's hard. You know, when you the the Rams come at you with Leonard Floyd and, and Aaron Donald, the the Colts come at you with DeForest Buckner, the you know the Bills come at you with Jerry Hughes and Ed Oliver and guys like that. You know, there have been. Um, you know, a fair amount of good offenses they face. When you look at the Titans, you know, it's sometimes hard to put things into context, but the Titans are 28th this year in pass blocking grade from PFF and ninth in pa- in run blocking grade. Now, that that's 
a problematic situation for most teams, but given the way that the Titans mix the run and pass together, it's probably fine. Um, they'll they'll have to improve though, and and I think it'll improve with a little bit of help. You know, Taylor Lewan, you know, sort of out for a lot of that game, a lot of the last few games. Um, that him coming back will certainly help. But yeah, they need to. You know, when teams know that they're going to pass, they've had a hard time protecting at times. Uh, you know, good on them for having a guy like Tannehill who can move around a little bit. But yeah, that could be a problem moving forward if, you know, the run game, you know, isn't, isn't really there. One thing to, you know, I think to temper this, this, you know, uh, skepticism though, is again, with the 32nd most difficult schedule in the NFL, you're going to be ahead in a lot of games. And when you're ahead in a lot of games, that means you can run the ball and play ahead, right? So play action works, all that kind of stuff. And all those things help an offensive line. Eric Eager joins us uh, from PFF. You're on Blaine and Mickey. Well, outside of the Titans, uh, you know, the big talk of the NFL is OBJ, who's a receiver. And naturally, I don't, I don't think the Titans are in the hunt. But based off of you guys' numbers, where do you think, give us, a, you know, a couple teams, two or three teams, where you think he will possibly end up? Well, it, it sounds like the, the interested party, well, he's interested in New Orleans. He's also interested in uh, Green Bay mm-hmm. and Kansas City. Um, I got to think Kansas City, you know, if, if if these teams aren't aren't offering the league minimum, Kansas City should step in. The, the Chiefs um, have really struggled finding mm-hmm. an option beneath Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And even Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill have struggled. You know, these yep, teams are, 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 ba- are putting, you know, two high safeties. They're, they're making the Chiefs, you know, sort of come at them offensively as opposed to being aggressive and having the Chiefs throw behind them. Um, and, you know, that happened in the Super Bowl too. When you only have two, you know, bona fide targets, a team with a bunch of good defensive backs can slow you down. You add another receiver to that, and you know, even in Chiefs history, Sammy Watkins, you know, has he played in two AFC Championship games for the Chiefs. He had 100 yards in both of them, right? Like having that guy mm-hmm. who can dagger you as a third weapon is immensely important. They've tried with Josh Gordon. He has just one. You know, more teams have caught. You know, other teams have caught more passes targeted Josh Gordon this year than Josh Gordon has. Um, so that, that hasn't been uh, great. McCole Hardman struggled out of Georgia. So maybe the Chiefs are, are the one uh, that could benefit here um, as they're sitting here at 5-4. and four. Well, One more wide receiver question. You may have to go back and look in your files real quick, and I'll give you a quick second, is how good or what was his rating? And that's Josh Reynolds at receivers. Naturally, the Titans released him. But how good was he in the Rams? Because sometimes fit is not the right place when you go to some place and then you go excel somewhere else. He had some injury issues early in training camp, but I, I think he still can be productive maybe in a, in the right scheme as well as maybe at, a, at the three or four and not maybe the two or three that was his expectations. Yeah. I mean, he had 683 yards for LA last year. I think a lot of that was, you know, sort of garbage time stuff. He's never really been much more than a little bit above replacement player. I know, you know, the Titans outbid, outbid Kansas City by $100,000 for him. Um, and Kansas City was kind of broken up about that uh, because of all the things I said about them needing, a, you know, a second receiver. Um, but, yeah, styles make fights, you know. And, and unfortunately, I think for, um, you know, for some wide receivers, they just don't fit with teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I know that, you know, the teams I've talked to only really view him as a practice squad guy right now. Um, but we'll see where he ends up landing and if he can be productive. He He was always – going to be kind of a third target for the Titans, but when you're a third target for a team that runs a lot of 21 personnel, uh, you kind of, you probably end up disappointed, right? And he was, mm-hmm. you know, the, for the context, he was signed before the Julio Jones trade. So he probably thought he was going to have number two reps. Uh, and when you got number three reps, that probably 
uh, you know, sort of hurt him. Well, then they usurped him with other guys who were, you know, free agent guys uh, who yeah. didn't even get drafted to that uh, usurped him. So I'm sure he's not too happy about that as well. Yeah, yeah, and that, that certainly is part of it too. Eric, thank you, man. Always great catching up with you. Appreciate the knowledge. People can, again, follow you at PFF underscore Eric or anywhere they want to uh, consume the great pro football focus. Thank you, sir. Always good catching up with you. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Thank yes, you. Sir. Eric Eager, when we come back, uh, I don't know if you caught it, uh, his percentage of the Titans winning the Super Bowl, second oh. on the PFF site. I got a little bit more of that from the Athletic yesterday. It's it's odds for the playoffs and every level of the playoffs. This is from the Athletic. If you're a Titans fan, you will want to hear this. That's next on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. So Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, if you're just getting in the car, you may want to sit down. He said Titans had a 40% chance to win this. Uh, 14. 14%. Yeah. <laughs> I love your odds, 40. That was your, your prediction, 40. 14%, 14, chance. 14 yeah, 14% yeah. chance to win the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, yeah. And he said that was the second highest to uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, he also said the safety duos went healthy uh, with hookers out there. It was one of the better ones. In yeah. the, and we will have a money hooker later, right? At 115. 15. Yeah, that, I, I can't even. Yeah, that's, that's what Lucas said, but he, he keeps changing and disappearing and reappearing and playing music and the that. So, uh, Amani Hooker uh, today is going to join us uh, at 2.15. Yeah, uh, we asked about Kevin Byard, who uh, a recent ESPN headline called Keith. Keith Byard. Oh, they called it Keith Byers, the, the running back for Ohio State. That's what happened. They got confused. And Harold, Land <laughs> and Harold Landry, Greg Landry, who oh, was like a Lions quarterback. I laugh because that's not like something I would do, but just not. You know, a Titan seven. player. Oh, I do somebody stuff else. like that every day. So somebody else. You know, I just said 40 team. instead of 14. So is that forgivable, the Greg Landry thing, because Greg Landry was actually a player? He was a football player. I remember him as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the 60s Greg Landry, but I remember the 70s Greg Landry. It's more, it's more forgivable than Honor Landry, right? Oh, my gosh. I still don't understand what happened. Poor fans. I, I don't know where that came from. Uh, so 14% chance to win the Super Bowl. He said that's the second highest behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's who pro football focus right now has projected into the Super Bowl Titans at Buccaneers. So Right. As of right now. But mm -hmm. still fun to think about, though. Oh, this is awesome to think about. So here's the athletic. I, I caught this a couple of days ago. dreams are coming true. Mm -hmm. If this Our defense continues to go this route. I'm telling you because they're going, they're following a the recipe. Tampa Bay, I said it before. That's why they were going to beat the Chiefs. And then this is how you build your team. And then the Titans went out there and signed all these dudes rushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree because with you. Because the secondary, uh, the corners is just okay. Let's not get out of hand. But with that pass rush, oh, they're pretty good. Well, I agree with you on build front <laughs> to back. Build yeah. front to back on the defense. Mm -hmm. build front. If the quarterback can't do anything then you don't have to cover very long if he's running for his life or getting pounded guess what you can have dudes off of ir and practice squads solid, and everything else solid players solid players league, yeah. can do the job mm -hmm. uh, in the secondary and by the way you have the two best you have the best safety tandem in the league per pff mm -hmm. so yeah. when those guys are healthy so you, you know you're set there uh and then with cornerbacks christian fulton uh, again if you're just getting in the car in that 21 day window to return from IR, so able to practice today. Mm -hmm. Here are those numbers from the athletic. So it basically took make it to the wild card round, the division round, to make it to the conference championship, 
uh, to make it to the Super Bowl and to win it all. I know it's I guess it's I guess it's to win the wild card, to win the division, to win the conference. That's what it is to win them all, to go to the Super Bowl and then to win the Super Bowl. This this is the way they had it. So the Titans have a 100 percent chance per this to at least win the wild card. Mm. But it would take a massive. They may have home field, so they may not even play in that. Yes. Correct? Yeah. So they have a, just even if the Colts were able to somehow pass them, they still have a 100% chance basically to make the playoffs. They have an 89% chance to win the division, which I think it should actually be higher at this point. <laughs> they have a 54% chance right now to win the AFC. They, I know you just love these numbers, don't you? I can tell. <laughs> or to make that's to make the conference, right? They have 54% chance to make the conference championship game. They have a 31% chance to make the Super Bowl. And per the Athletic, they have a 16% chance to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and, which and is I, higher even than the 14 from Pro Football Focus. Lucas, do we have in the can what Coach Mac with the Mac attack would say to this? If Candy and Nuts were. Oh, I don't have, I don't have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I get Candy and Nuts drop. Yeah, that, that, that's. You have a, to die. That, I, that's I, the reason why I say that because that's a. The coaches and the players think when they hear that because they all know we have no idea, but we're just going to keep grinding game after game. We have to take it one at a time. We have to focus on the task at hand because you can get beat, and those numbers will change. Yep. Yeah. By anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you. Yeah. <laughs> you know who likes those numbers, though? Uh, you people, do. Uh, people driving home in their yeah. car right well, now. Oh, they love like it. The fans. Blanket. Oh, yeah. Oh, the fans. They love blanket. this. Yeah. Now, the national media, take that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what athletes do? They have to block out all the noise. And that is noise. As yeah, Nick that, Saban said, yeah, rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, <laughs> with social media, it's almost like you got to see the noise. Yep. You got to hear it. You got to see it and everything else. So it's like, well, dang, man, we doing that well? Mm, we just grinding. I think Titans fans would say you've got all this going for you and you, you've literally lost more players to injury and more games so, than that any other team. Remarkable. That is special. And, and by the way, Fulton, everybody's talking about him being a possibility of playing uh, this week and coming off the IR deal that you love, that, that the league has implemented. Yes. But, uh, man, we, he's only been in the league two years. He's been hurt two years in a row. I just don't understand how all these guys – I mean, man. You got to get him a yoga mat or something for the offseason. I don't know what his injuries are, and they could be all serious. I, I don't even know. I, last year, what was it? Uh, I don't know. I have, growing, maybe? Hamstring? I don't know. This year, this year. was uh, it was uh, knee, ankle, growing, all the above. So you, you start saying, well, dang. We just got a plan on. He's going to miss two years. Man. I'm, I'm looking back. The league was a lot tougher in my day, and I'm just going to say that. I can't even remember no games I missed my first three years. I, I, and it's not because I got hit in my head. I do not remember missing games. It was like life or death. I am not missing a game. That's where the mentality when the caller called in yesterday has changed. It's not life or death to him. It's just not. Fulton <laughs> hamstring this year is what they called it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just perturbed with uh, when a young player, I used to be this way, ask guys on the team. Like, how are you – you should be able to – you're 21. Right. You should be able to run for days. Stuff should be stretchy, limber. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm like, what? Well, you're hammy. Oh, you want me to get you some baby wipes? They used to hate me. I used to be like, 
You want some baby wipes for those, man? Those hammies you got? Man, you better put a back plaster on that hamstring. Let's go. Go warm up that hamstring. I have that thing on fire. Let's go. Man, I just I don't get it. How do you? All these people. You know what I used to think, and I sometimes it was true, and sometimes not. I have no idea. Nobody would admit to me. Here's what happened. You can go get dehydrated if you're out there drinking. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Brew, liquor, however you want to put it. Oh, and then you come back on practice the next day. You go day Tuesday off. You go out to the little party to the tardy, especially a young dude. Mm-hmm. You want to hit the town. The next thing you know, that's when you get a strain. Uh huh. Dehydration from drinking. Mm hmm. And I used to be like, yeah, where'd you go last night? Yeah, where'd you go? Which park? You was in you were in Printer's Alley? Mm, I heard you was down there. I know the security guard. Yeah, man. These dudes, man, stop it. Focus. You got all summer. To be dehydrated. Yeah. Wait till your bye week. Come on, right. bro. We got to say bye for this segment. <laughs> Monty Hooker's yeah. just- we trying to get somewhere, man. You stopping us. We need us you. At 2.15, we'll ask him how hydrated he is. That's yeah. coming up. Them big horses in the trenches, they ain't going nowhere.